Jazzcast Pros. What scares you? I always like to say that fear has quite a wardrobe. And it shows up wearing a different outfit based on where you are and what you're feeling that day. Sometimes it shows up as true fear. Sometimes it shows up as imposter syndrome. Sometimes it shows up as shiny object syndrome. You know, when you're first starting something and you're excited about the vision and you're, you got good momentum, it's exciting and it feels good. And then you get into the messy middle and it doesn't feel as good anymore. And so that's when your brain can go, why don't, why don't we go find something new to, oh, look at that shiny object. That, that seems fun and exciting. And why don't we do that? And all that is, is it's fear showing up. You know, sometimes it is, who am I? Who am I to do this? Who, I can't do a project like this. What Terracite it is, is two sides to the same incredible growth coin. One side is terrified and one side is excited. The excitement that you have for the vision, your dream, your goal is so deep. And right alongside it comes being terrified. I'm excited to get into this and talk more about what actions you should take when you feel terrified about something. Hello and welcome back to the High Vibe Table Talks, the podcast to help you, the cautiously ambitious woman, remove mental barriers and take action now so that you can achieve your someday desires. I'm Rashawn Hargrave, your host and owner of High Vibe Cowork. Today, I'm really excited about this topic. Um, it's something that has really propelled me forward in so many times in this journey. And today we are going to be talking about my favorite word. It is tercitement. Tercitement. That is the feeling that you have when you are terrified and excited about something. And why I think that word is so impactful is because it really gets at your core. When you're both terrified and excited about something, it means that you have this deep guttural feeling about it. You know, I think... Our excitement is for the the what could be, what could our life look like, what could we accomplish, how could I feel at the end if I did this thing. And then we think about the messy middle and all the stuff that we have to do in order to get there and and we get stuck in the hows. The hows are connected to being terrified. And at the end of the day, what I want you to take from this is two things. If you feel terrified about something, that is the exact direction that you need to go. Those feelings are not coupled over something that isn't deeply on your heart to do. I could say, oh, I would love to run a marathon. There's no terror that's associated with that because I'm not really like, that doesn't really call to me. But if I'm like, I really want to build this business because I know that it can, I can have a ripple effect impact on all these women. I get so excited about that and I care so deeply about it that being terrified also comes up. There are going to be five takeaways that you need to do if you feel terrified. Each of them only take a couple minutes, but they create a momentum towards your dreams, your goals, your aspirations, whatever you're terrified about. When we were first planning on buying a house, there was a lot of terrified around it because I could see this kitchen that I wanted to be in. I could see us like being a family in our forever home. I could see having family gatherings. But all the steps between where I am now and where I wanted to be felt very blurry and they felt hard. And your brain is going to do a really good job of 
filling up with miscues and misdirecting you and thinking about all the reasons why you can't do it. You know, how am I going to get my credit score up? How am I going to save enough money for a down payment? How are we going to move? How are we going to pay movers? How are we going to get rid of stuff? How are we... And there's parts that you have no control over. Before we got this house, we put in, I think, at least 12 other offers on homes. There were, we saw so many houses. It was just, buying a house is crazy. And so there was stuff that was out of our control. And at the end of the day, we ended up in our dream home and it's perfect. Is this where I knew we would end up? Absolutely not. But I'm glad that I took the steps to do it. One of the first things you should do if you're feeling tear-sighted and ready to take action on it is write down everything that excites you about this dream and this vision. Write down all of the things that are connected to the excited part of tear excitement. Write all of that down. How you're going to feel, how it's going to look, how it's going to impact you. What are all the senses that you're going to have when you accomplish this thing? What is it going to look like? What is it going to feel like? What is it going to sound like? What is it going to taste like? Uh, What is it going to smell like? You know, how are you going to celebrate? And after doing that for a little while, and, and take longer than you think than you need, because some of it takes a little while to come up from the subconscious. The next thing you're going to do is write down everything that terrifies you about this dream and vision. What scares you? A lot of times when we have an action plan, We just have to bring awareness to all the emotions. Bringing awareness to all the different parts of it is really step one because you can't process things, work through things if you're not aware that they're happening. So write down everything that terrifies you about that dream and vision. And so now you have the, the whole picture. You have all the things that are exciting and all the things that are terrifying. And a lot of times I think you're going to find that the things that excite you really outweigh the things that terrify you. When the things that terrify you are in the subconscious and you are not totally aware of them, they can feel a lot bigger than they actually are. Now you have the vision. You have the vision. You have the big picture. You have all of these like big emotions and dreams and goals. Now we need to get into action. So number two is you're going to brain dump everything that you need to do to accomplish this goal. For example, buying this house. We'll just kind of stay with that example. So what are all the things that I needed to do to prepare my family for buying a new house? I needed to get my credit score up. I needed to, we needed to start putting money away for a down payment. We needed to get rid of a lot of stuff in our old home, you know, just declutter and downsize because you really need all that stuff. We needed to do a couple small house projects on our old home so that could get, could be ready to sell. We had to find a realtor. We had to have him over and come figure out what we were going to sell our home for. We had to figure out what we could afford in our new home. We had to create a list of all of the things that we really wanted. What area did we want to be in? How many bedrooms? How big? Things like that. Once we did that... Now the next thing you're going to do, and this is still part of number two, is pick two things from that list that you can do between now and this time next week. And again, I will push you to take longer than you think you need. There are going to be things that come up once you just start brain dumping. So give yourself some time and space to just brain dump all the things that need to get done. And regardless of the size, regardless of how difficult, impossible, simple they seem, put everything on that list and then pick two. Pick two that you could do between this time next week. You know, the first thing I did was like sign up for 
a credit monitoring website, Credit Karma, I think I signed up for, just to see, just to see. Like, I, I didn't know anything about how to build credit. I know it. I mean, it's just not something that I ever learned. And so signing up for a Credit Karma, I was able to really understand the parts of our spending habits that I could work on and things that I could do to slowly start to build credit. And it took me a while to do so. It took me a couple of years. But if I had never started, I never would have got to where I am now. So what can you do between t- today and this time next week? Because those actions are going to create momentum. It's amazing how quickly small, simple things can compound and you're so much further along than you ever thought you'd be. So that was number two. So, so far we have write everything that excites you about this vision and write down everything that terrifies you. Number two is brain dump everything that you think you need to get done to accomplish this and then pick two that you're going to do in the next seven days. Number three, be aware of the dips. I heard this example one time where there was a big auditorium full of people getting ready for a show and Someone came on before the show and said, hey, at about the 22-minute mark, someone's going to run onto the stage and throw a bunch of snakes into the uh, seats, into the crowd. Don't worry. They're all rubber snakes. They're not going to hurt. Like, it's just it's just a prank. And then he walked off, and then at about the 22-minute mark, someone ran on stage, threw a bunch of rubber snakes into the crowd, and everyone kind of chuckled, and the show went on. It was no big deal. On the flip side... If no one prepared you for that, if no one said, hey, at the 22-minute mark, someone's going to run on the stage and throw snakes into the crowd, how do you think the reaction would have been? That person would have run on stage, thrown a bunch of snakes into the crowd, and it would have been chaos. It would have been screaming and running, and the show would not have been able to proceed. But because someone came out and said, hey, here's what's going to happen. Be prepared for it. The reaction was a lot easier. You know, during growth, you're going to get, you're going to get rejected. You're going to fail. You're going to have missteps. And the awareness that those are going to happen allow you to keep going. You know, knowing that how fear has shown up for me previously is procrastination. And so I'm going to put something in place to say, hey, I need an accountability buddy. I need an accountability group to keep going And you can put that in place so that when you start to procrastinate, you have this thing that kind of uplifts you and and helps you. So think about things that, you know, projects and growth areas that you've tried to do in the past and whether you have accomplished them or have failed at them, they're all lessons. They're all things that you can pull nuggets from so that you are more aware and educated and have a better spot to start from for this one. Shine a light on how things have shown up for you before, any dips that you've gone through before, because I think that that's really going to make a difference when you do get to the messy middle, because every growth journey has a messy middle. Hey, if you like this episode, check out Getting Real with Bossy, where we chat about what it's like to be a woman business owner. We cover all the topics, Figuring out the rules and regulations, navigating business partnerships, even if that's your spouse, motherhood while running a business, working within your values, and all the ups and downs of being the boss. Are you ready to get real? Pop over to our podcast. Getting Real with Bossy.
If you've been thinking about starting a podcast and you want to include interviews with people across town, Riverside.fm offers unbelievable high-quality recordings regardless of your or your guest internet quality. And it also gives you separate audio and video tracks for each person speaking. And unlike Zoom, you don't have to install anything on your computer and your guests don't either. Head over to Riverside.fm and use promo code JazzyCast to get 60 free minutes of recording and 15% off a membership plan. Number four, find community. I 1000% believe that community is the best way to grow in whatever way you're looking to grow. And so find that community. You know, I've obviously built High Vibe Cowork off of this idea that community is hugely impactful when you're growing a business, growing a project, doing whatever you want to do. But that's not the only, obviously, option. I mean, just think about the number of people who go to car conventions, the number of people who go to Comic Cons, the number of people who go to have like book clubs and garden clubs, and even things as difficult as like AA or Al Anon or things like that. Because when you're talking with people who are on a similar path and journey as you, it's just easier and more helpful to really talk with them about the things that are going on. Find a Facebook group. Go onto Instagram and search for hashtags in the area that that your journey is bringing you on. If you want to start running, find a, a running club. Other people who are a couple steps ahead of you or a couple steps behind you or somewhere in that similar journey, it's going to make a difference. And Again, that is going to be an opportunity to pull you up when you are in the messy middle if you have community around you. It's a buffer against your own brain. I mean, how many times have you talked yourself out of something? Our brain has a lot of experience in talking us out of things. It has a lot less experience pushing us through something that's difficult. My brain has a lot of experience of saying, I, I, I just need another hour of sleep. I'll, I'll go to the gym tomorrow. It has a lot of experience doing that. It has less experience of saying, this is what I need to do. I'm going to get up and do it and accepting the excuses for what they are, but still taking action anyways. You know, if you really think about the ratio of times we've talked ourselves out of something versus time we've talked ourselves into something, I think for the most part, you've talked yourself out of something a lot more. And so you have to really have those strong muscles And sometimes those muscles are community to help us through it. So there's so many options out there, you know, whether it's local groups, Facebook groups, Instagram, any form of of social media, but also don't forget to find the in-person stuff too. We live in the world of Beyonce's internet, just Google it. So definitely find community. Number five. Now this one is going to be simple. It is not going to be easy. Those two words are not synonymous. For many people, this may be the hardest. But I challenge you to tell a friend about your goals and dreams and visions. Whatever this big dream is, tell a friend. Tell someone in your close group. You can hide behind a lot of things online. You can have a secret Instagram. You can have a website that no one knows about. You can be posting. I mean, if you go back onto my Instagram and scroll back to the beginning, beginning, I didn't show my face for like months. 
Like, I would meet people and they'd be following me and they'd be like, that's you? What? You know, because I was I was hiding behind it, to be honest. You know, I was afraid to put myself truly out there with it. So tell someone about it. That's going to start to create a little bit of accountability. It's going to start to really put it out into the universe that this is something that you want to do. You know, seeing other people's excitement for you may help. And I will caution you on finding the right person to tell. And this is also why community is really important. I'm a part of a local women's entrepreneur group in Rochester called Bossy. It's incredible. The women who run it are just amazing. And it's just a really great group of women business owners who get together and exchange ideas and support, find support. I go into that group and I tell somebody there an idea that I have and they're like, oh, hell yes. Hell yeah, you can do that. Well, have you thought about this or why don't I connect you with that person? Or, did, you know, there are other people that I tell and they're like, oh, okay. Well, that sounds like a dumb idea. And it's not that they're not supportive. It's not that they don't love me. It's not that they don't believe in me. They just don't necessarily live frequently in that vision and goal-setting mindset. And so you just have to really think about what type of person you want to share this very vulnerable information with because goal-setting is very vulnerable, because like as I as I keep saying, you're going to fail, you're going to struggle, you're going to have the dips. And I think that having more people who are like, you can do it, you got it, as compared to, well, I told you this was a dumb idea, you know, and so just be really selective about the people that you tell. Find someone in your life who you trust with something as vulnerable as goal setting. So those are the five things. I'll end with a bonus tip. Courage and confidence are not the same thing. I think that we interchange those words. Same as I said previously, simple and easy. They're not the same. Confidence is having with a high percentage of belief that when you take an action, you know what the result will be. For instance, I know that when I plant a seed, I'm a big gardener. I have a big vegetable and I'm getting into flowers garden. When I plant a seed, something will grow from it. And I have the confidence that I can take care of a garden enough to get enough fruit, enough harvest to make some meals for my friends and family and give a lot of zucchini away. I have a lot of confidence that I'll plant a seed and the result will be that I will be able to create meals and food for my friends and family. That is because not only have I done it many, many, many times, there's like hundreds of thousands of years of people doing that, of planting seeds and creating a harvest. So I know what actions need to be taken to get the result that I want. Building a business, being in that tear-sighted frame of mind it's not about the confidence. You don't know exactly how it's going to turn out. When I started this business, High Vibe, I had no idea that this, I didn't think I'd be starting a podcast. I didn't think that I would have, be able to go full time and running these cohort-based groups. I had no idea when I started on this journey, this is where I would be. I had the courage. I had the courage to take the next right steps. I had the, the curiosity to say, how do I create more of this? And then I had the courage to take action on it. 
So nothing in the list of one through five is very difficult. It's all pretty simple, but you have to have the courage to do it. You have to have the courage to say, I don't know exactly where it's going to go. I don't know exactly how I'm going to do this. I know that there's going to be a messy middle and I have the courage to do it anyways. I know that fear is going to show up and I know that I'm going to have the courage to work through it. I like to use, I can't remember who, maybe it was Elizabeth Gilbert that used this metaphor as well. But when you're on the road trip to creativity and growth, I really think courage has to be in the driver's seat. Confidence in myself to thrive or recover is in the passenger side. Courage has to drive. Fear, imposter syndrome, they're going to show up. They're along for the ride because that's part of it. But they're in the back seat and they're not touching the GPS and they're not touching the, the radio. So they're all there. They're all going to be on this road trip. But you have to decide who's in the driver's seat. And in my opinion, courage is the biggest thing. It really is the courage. Everybody knows what they need to do to get where they want to be. Everybody knows you know, there's so much information out there about how to create a business. How do you create a business plan? How do you form an LLC? How do you do all of these things? I mean, I don't think that any journey that we're on currently has never been done before, but it's about the courage to take action. What is the next right step? Girl, where have you been? I haven't seen you at work in a while. Girl, I quit and started my own business. Really? That's amazing. How did you do it? Well, I've been listening to this Beauty Boss Millionaire podcast, and it really helped me change my mindset from an employee to a CEO. All that from a podcast? Yes, the Beauty Boss Millionaire walks you through the process of starting a business and making your first million. I need that in my life. I need someone to help me. Just go to beautybossmillionaire.com or pull it up on your favorite podcast app. It's time to boss up. So that's my bonus tip. Courage and confidence are not the same thing. The two things that I wanted you to get out of this episode, if you feel tear-sighted, that is the direction you should be going. I don't think that anyone is called on their heart to do something that they can't do. And if you're really called on your heart to do it, there's going to be uh, the duality of those motion, emotions, both terrified and excited. And then the five action steps that you should take if you feel tear-sighted. Number one, write everything down that excites you and write down everything that terrifies you. So just write it all out, all the big, scary, exciting, audacious things about that dream and vision. Number two, brain dump all the action steps that you need to do in order to achieve that. And then pick two, pick two that you're going to do between now and this time next week. Action creates momentum. Number three, be aware of the dips. They are going to happen. What dips have you run into before? How does fear show up for you typically when you're going outside of your comfort zone? Number four, find community, Facebook, Instagram, in person, Google. Find other people who are walking the same path and season as you. And number five, tell a friend. Tell someone in real life what your big, scary, audacious, tear-sighting, dreams and visions are. And bonus tip, courage and confidence are not the same thing. Thank you so much. I'll put in the show notes the books that I mentioned here in the episode today. I have really enjoyed this conversation. I think that tear-sighted is just really one of my favorite words because it just perfectly encapsulates so much about this journey. 
If you enjoy this episode, please leave a review, give us a um, rating, and make sure you subscribe because we're here every week on Wednesdays talking about high vibe stuff. So I am going to rotate between solo shows like this and interview style shows like I did last week with Robbie. I'm really excited because my next podcast is going to be with a woman named Hannah who also has a virtual community for women entrepreneurs. And we're going to be talking about why we need to be building bigger tables, not higher fences. I think that is so huge and so important. And especially when we're in the beginning phase of growing something, we're like, we can't be near anyone who we might think is competition. But I think that that's exactly who we should be connecting with. So I'm really excited about the conversation. Make sure you subscribe so that you can be alerted as soon as it comes out. This is Mershon Hargrave, your host of High Vibe Table Talks, where big dreams and small steps can transform your life. We will see you soon.